Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of In Vain Valpurgisnacht. As always, we are sponsored by the ever-fantastic Die Hard Dice. And if you too would like to roll with the best, please visit dieharddice.com and use the coupon code FANGANG at checkout for 15% off your first or your next order. If you like what we do and would like to help us keep making this vampire story, please consider becoming a patron at patreon.com slash nerdsmith. You'll get access to tons of bonus content from the entire network and even more exciting goodies in the future. This is our last episode before we go on hiatus for the holidays, and we will return in January. Thank you everybody for listening, and we hope you enjoy. Last time on In Vain. The, exp- the explosion didn't get Fiorella, so he's panicking, he's hiding, found out there's a blood hunt called on him. Uh, Otto told him that just kind of as a friend kind of thing, so he stayed. Another flash embracing Elsa, and another flash of being staked and you devouring his soul. And now you're back in your own body. Yova kind of looks at her hands. <sighs> that was a trip. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to In Vain Valpurgisnacht, a vampire 5th edition story. My name is Tessa. I use she, her pronouns, and you can find me on Twitter at SelkyDreams, and I play Dallas. And the holiday food that I am most looking forward to are El Salvadorian pupusas on Christmas morning. They are my absolute favorite thing, stuffed with pork and cheese. Hey, I'm Fennec, your TTRPG Fluff. You can find me on Twitter at the Fennec Wolf, and I play Yula the Nosferatu. Um, the holiday food I'm looking forward to the most is blueberry stuffed French toast casserole. It's something we always made for every Christmas and holidays so it just says holidays to me and i am chad i use he him pronouns i'm on twitter at chadlicious and oh i'm the storyteller i guess you guys have figured that one out uh my favorite uh, holiday food that i'm most looking forward to is cranberry sauce i can't get enough of that stuff I also love uh, using it as a condiment on my turkey sandwiches that I'm going to have for the next three weeks because my wife cooks entirely too much turkey. So my question for you, is: this is very important, is do you like the canned stuff or do you like homemade cranberry sauce? The canned stuff. Oh, you're a monster. Just okay. like mom used to make. You and my husband are both monsters. I was going to say, you know what's really good on those sandwiches with the cranberry sauce is you get some, like, goat cheese, spread a nice thin layer on the bread, and then put the cranberry sauce. It's, it's delicious. I'm, I'm, I could possibly go for that. That actually sounds really good. Yeah, that sounds good right now. Why are we even playing? Let's eat. My mom makes cranberry, scratch, uh, cranberry sauce from scratch every single year. It is incredible. And my husband hates it because it's not canned cranberry sauce. So my mom will buy a can of cranberry sauce just for him because she enables the monster that is my husband. <laughs> and she loves him. I would eat that stuff right out of the can. Oh, oh, no. I mean, I like both. They're not. I'm, I don't know. There's, I can't tell the difference. 
I also hate gravy. So, I mean, there's that. You can scoop out the the middle in the can of the, the jellied cranberry sauce, and then you can pour in the homemade cranberry sauce and just go to town on that. So speaking of monsters, let's play. Let's let's pretend we're vampires. Yeah, we're we'll do our food podcast another time. Also, uh, happy holidays to anybody who's listening. Whatever you celebrate or not, happy whatever. It is. Uh, we are recording this approximately uh, four days before American Thanksgiving, so that is why the uh, discussion about cranberry sauce. Yes, and I plan on not eating anything until Thursday so I can have as much cranberry sauce as I can get my hands on. It's the day after it goes on sale, too. Have fun doing that. I'll be working retail because capitalism. Yay. Let's all become communists. So vampires. Yes. So uh, the Coterie had done some special things the previous night, and then you separated, went your separate ways, and had to go down for the day. So what I want uh, each of you to do is tell me how you finished up last night, what you did, and I want you to give me a rouse check to see if you awaken hungrier than when you went to sleep. Um, I got a one. Yeah. So I'm definitely hungrier than when I went to sleep. Uh, with an eight, Yilva is not hungry at all. All right. And so what did Dallas do, uh, at the end of the night? Dallas finished marking the spots that Yilva gave her with the chalk and then stashed the information in the tree that she had arranged to with the lupines. My question is, so with the information that Yilva gave you, she got it because she was following um, Aisley around. So she only knows the wards that Aisley was in charge of. Some are more on the outskirts of town, like farther away from where like people or the city proper is. Others are more in town, like on buildings, on places that have a lot of traffic. Which locations is Dallas giving the lupines? Um, she's giving him the, the ones that are more in town. Um, actually, no, she should probably give them all of them because the deal was at least two and she's trying to show that she's um, willing to play ball. So she just give them the locations of all of the ones that she can. She's like, here. Okay. And you're leaving the information in the dead drop. Yeah. And you go, wh where are you spending the day? Back at your haven or somewhere else? Yeah, back at my haven. All right. And Yulva. What did? How did you finish the night after devouring another vampire's soul? She would realize that she's got a target on her back with everything that she's learned. And so she's going to go back to her haven and start and take a blank notebook and start copying all of the secrets she's discovered to stash at the... Um, club so that way dallas can have the leverage in case something happens to her okay and uh maria was not didn't spend the day at the haven sad face dallas you you awaken hungrier how what's your hunger at now three the beast becomes a little bit more difficult to ignore as you rise up and you can just kind of just feel doesn't the beast doesn't really say much to you. You just get like these impressions and feelings. That's what it is. It's just urges. And you just get like you feel restless. Like your beast is is 
pacing in its cage right now, waiting for a moment of weakness. And she's going to head to the woods. That's usually the safest and smartest idea when that happens. Uh, So how are you going to get to the woods? Are you going to walk or are you going to fly? She's going to fly. All right. Give me another rouse check to shapeshift into raven form. And I get hungrier because I'm an idiot. So yeah, she's really going to fly now. All right. You fly pretty quickly out to the woods and you're going to hunt. So in order to do that, you revert back into your human form. Uh, Give me a composure and animal kin roll. And the more, you know what, we'll just say every... Uh, will have the number of successes you get, and that's how much hunger you slake on the animals that you find. Um, so that's five successes. So three three hunger slaked, or two? We're going to round down, so we'll say two hunger slaked. All right, so that puts me at two hunger again. Yes. Awesome. Um, that is that is doable. Okay, and are you going to... Where, where are you going now? I think she's going to check the dead drop to see if the information was picked up. Yeah, you check the dead drop, and it is empty. Perfect. You said the dead drop was a was a tree, right? Mm-hmm. A small carving of it looks like uh, some some pieces of that runic alphabet that lupines use. So it definitely looks like they were here. Excellent. She is going to cautiously make her way back to the club. Okay. Uh, walking or flying? Um, I think she's going to walk. Okay. You can take the bus. Actually, yeah, let's take the bus. Assuming that you cleaned yourself up as best as you could or you didn't make yourself too messy while you were hunting. So you get on the bus. I mean, people kind of... You know, you're used to people, mortals, looking at you because, well, I mean, you don't, you hunt, you're a predator, and you're not always the most clean at all times. So you just kind of shrug it off. She's um, taken to bringing extra change of clothes in her backpack and, and things yeah, like that. Yeah, well, not when you fly. Not when I fly, because I'm a dork. Okay, yeah. Well, she'd make sure that she was cleaned up then. I mean, you know, you get the side eye because you have a couple of twigs in your hair. It's no big deal. Yeah, as long as she's not covered in blood, that's all she cares about. No, you're, you're fine. All right, and so it's going to take you a little bit of time to get back to the Haven, so we will go straight to Yulva. You rise in your haven and uh, let's see, you're not any hungrier than when you went to bed and you have, you have written down everything that, that you learned uh, so you can put it in the club. So you have the, all the papers written out, everything that you're going to deliver. I'm assuming. What do you do? She would put the papers in her pocket and, Look at Stella and be like, are you ready to go to club? We go see you not. Can we see if they have any more of those sausages in the kitchen freezer? I am sure they have plenty. I will get you a whole plate. Yay! Um, And then she picks up Stella and puts her on her shoulder and proceeds to walk the sewers towards the manhole cover near the club. All right. And so you're just going to go... Towards the club, I'm assuming, while obfuscated? Yes. Give me a rouse check to activate. Seven. She doesn't get hungry. And you go to the club. I mean, you go through the the special back way. So you're unnoticed. And you are in the, the kitchen area. It is... Let's see. I think this is another night that the club would actually be open, right? Um, yeah. So you go in. 
this is one of the nights that the, the club is going to open, but the, uh, the employees have not shown up yet because it's still pretty early. The club does open at 11 o'clock at night. So you have a few hours. And what do you do? The, the fridge, the sausage fridge is there. And it sounds pretty empty in here. She would drop off Eastgate, uh, go over to the fridge, open it up, and pull out, I don't know, a couple handfuls of the sausage and stick them in the microwave to nuke them. Stella is very appreciative of that. I guess you put her down on the countertop while she gnaws down on some sausages. She would kind of peek her head out of the kitchen just to see if Peter was around to ask if he knew where Dallas is. Okay. You look... On the you look outside out on the first floor, and like I said, it sounds very quiet in here. And as you look around, it it's emptier than than it has been. Uh, you don't hear anything. You even call out for Peter. I'm assuming, but you get no response. Over on the bar, you know where Peter usually sometimes would lounge and, and watch a, a TV. It looks like there's the TV is set up, and it's one of those TVs that has like the little uh, VCR. Uh, in it. Oh, those were the best. Yes, yes. Those really awesome things from the 80s. So you see that is set up and propped up on the TV. It looks like a, a VHS cassette with a post-it note on it that says Dallas, Yulva, and Maria. She's going to pick it up and stick it in and press play. All right, so you, you do that and... Uh, you, the the screen comes to life, and you see there's Peter there, and in the background behind Peter, uh, you see like it looks like people are like moving some some boxes or some furniture out of the front door of the club, and it's daytime. You can see as the movers are moving stuff out, and Peter is he's taking up most of the screen. The it's wiggling a little bit, and he's like, "Okay, I think we're on." Um, hi, uh, guys, girls. Ladies, women, um, Miss Elsa wanted me to make this recording for you all. Uh, she said that uh, the various there's various circumstances that are going on in the city. She really wasn't too clear with me, but uh, they were really bothering her. And her, Christina, and I are leaving Heidelberg. Um. Miss Elsa is very sorry. Uh, she would record this herself, but we're doing this during the day and, and when we have to leave uh, to get on the train. Um, but under the bar here, uh, Dallas, there is uh, some paperwork. Uh, she's leaving the club to you. Well, her half of the club belongs to you. You do whatever you want with it. Um, I am conveying my... I'm conveying her regrets to you, but she can no longer continue in Heidelberg. And she hopes that you all understand, given the fact that the city has now become much more dangerous for your kind. And Peter looks like he doesn't really know what else to say. And so he gets up and the video cuts out as he turns off the camera. Well, that is unexpected. Uh, she would rewind the tape for Dallas and Maria to be able to watch it and reach under the bar and see if she can't
can't find the paperwork just to look at it. She's not going to like steal it or anything. She's just curious as if it actually is that. It is. Shiza. Yep. Everything is now in Dallas's name. She can do whatever she wants with it. If she wants to divvy it up with everybody else or keep it to herself. There we go. Yova would just nod, stick the post-it note on the TV where the play button is and go wait in Dallas's room for her. Actually, as you start to walk upstairs, there's a knock on the front door. She'll go over to the door of Da. Uh, the voice on the other side of the door, it's a female voice, uh, says, you know, okay. This is Detective Sare of the Heidelberg Police. I need to speak to uh, Elsa Kruger. Uh, she's not in right now. Uh, can I take your card? And like open the door crack to reach out her hand. I've already left my card with the man here. I need to be let in. Is there somebody in here I can talk to? This is in regards to a murder that happened a few nights ago. One second. Uh, she'll shut the door, kind of grab her scarf, do the whole making it look like a babushka thing over her head and then open it to hopefully not freak her out with her appearance. And you let her in? Uh, yeah. I'm sorry to say, but both owners are not at club right now. Well, seeing as how I came by the other night and I got the same story, I can wait. You're opening tonight, yes? Uh, to my knowledge. She walks over to the bar and has a seat on one of the stools. Uh, would you like drink? I'm on duty, ma'am. Would you like water? That'd be nice. Thank you. Goes to the kitchen to get a glass and fills it up with some tap water and brings it back out. Oh, man, these sausages are awesome. Yes, but you need to be quiet, all right? We have police here. All right, and you bring her the water? Yep. So you do that. Are you trying to make conversation? Because she's she's literally just going to take the water and wait until somebody she wants to question shows up. Uh, Yova would just be like, so you said you are a detective, yeah? I am. And who are you? I am, uh, I am Yinot. I am friend of club. I see. Do you, and she looks upstairs and says, do you live here? Uh, no. I have business arrangement with, uh, Dallas and Elsa. I was just coming to talk to them about our investments. Ah, okay. Well, I under I know who Elsa is. I know she's one of the owners. You said Dallas. Is she the other owner of this facility? Da. Um, although I'm surprised you're questioning them about murder. They are uh, upstanding citizens. Very helpful to community. Well, I understand that. I just need to, like I said, ask some questions. Uh, would you happen to know where they were on the night of November 8th? November 8th. I believe... I believe they were at concert. That is my understanding. Okay, she pulls out a little notepad and starts writing in it. Uh, at this point, uh, we, we're going to cut to the outside of the club. Dallas, your bus is pulling up to the bus stop about a block away from the club. And you're heading on down to your haven. She'll let herself in the front door. 
All right, you come walking into the front door and you see Yulva is talking to a, a woman who's very well dressed, but on her coat jacket, she has the uh, a badge, detective's badge, and she looks like she's talking to Yulva and taking notes while sitting at the bar. She has her, her hair, her red hair is pulled into a very tight, severe bun, and she's got some glasses on. Oh, um, hello. I didn't realize we had an appointment. Um, is everything all right? I'm Detective Sarah. Uh, who would you be? Uh, my name is Dallas. I'm one of the owners of the facility. Oh, good. I was waiting to talk to somebody. Uh, quick question. Where were you on the night of November 8th? Um, we were at the Rollins concert, I believe. Yes, and that would be at the, the Schwimbad Music Club, correct? Yeah, yes. Okay, and do you know anything about the events that took place at a hotel near the music club? No. I'm so sorry. I, I don't. She reaches into her coat pocket as she's walking over to you. And she pulls out a picture. And in this picture, it looks like there's a, a couple. Uh, and they're, they're smiling and said, these two people uh, were murdered in their hotel room. And the hotel room was set on fire. And I was wondering if there was anything that you knew about it because your business partner because your business partner, Elsa Kruger, was placed at the scene of the crime. Witnesses saw her leaving. That's horrifying. Um, no, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and in the picture of the couple, you also notice that they're holding a small baby. And the detective says it was a very, very tragic event. It looks like these two were enjoying a night together and they left their child an orphan. You sure you don't know anything about this? If I had any knowledge, I would be giving it to you. That is a horrifying situation. Right. And so where could I find Miss Elsa Kruger? Um, usually she's getting ready for her um, performance. Um, she'll be singing tonight. Perhaps you could leave card. Um, she has left us a forwarding address. She is actually... Uh, moved from Heidelberg. What? She's left Heidelberg. Da. When did that happen? Last night, apparently. She. The detective starts writing down a few notes. Dallas genuinely looks very confused. And you said that she left a forwarding address. May I have it? Sure. Uh, da. And Yova is just going to give her some made-up address. Because <laughs> she didn't... Did Elsa leave a forwarding address? She did not. Yeah, Yulva's just gonna make up a address for like three towns over. Okay, like some village in the Odenwald. Pretty much. Okay, so she she writes it down in her notebook and says, "If either of you have any contact with her, she gives you Yulva her card and says, I would like for you to let me know." Of course, officer. Anything we can do to help with this tragedy. I'm so very sorry. I had no idea that she'd left. And she jots down a few more notes, and without saying too much else, she just turns around and leaves the club. She left video for you to watch, and Yova will wave the papers at Dallas. Uh, these apparently are for you. You're now full owner. 
I thought you were making something up. She actually left. Duh. Um, okay, so... Right, so no Peter either? Uh, no, to my knowledge, he went with her. Uh, the tape in player says everything. They did not leave for the address, so... Detective might come back and call us on bullshit, but... For now, at least it is uh, something that throws suspicion off of us. We can always say she gave us a fake. Wow. That's... Okay. Um, I guess I gotta figure out what I'm gonna do with this place. Want half a club? I... Uh, if you need partner, I help you run it. Asylum partner. This, uh, she undoes the babushka. This would scare most people away, though. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to run it myself or if I'm going to sell it at this point. Uh, problems for another night. I don't know how to do this without Peter. Um, he really was taking care of things during the day. You could make cool. They are very useful for things like that. Yeah, I don't know that I want to make a ghoul. Don't they come pre-made? She just starts laughing a little bit. Um, fortunately, no. I would make you one, but then they start to uh, look like this, and it is not pretty. Hey, maybe Joe wants her own club. Or Bill partner will turn it into a punk club. But I mean, we both like Heidi's. I don't know. We'll figure it out. So this is a night that the club is going to open for business, Dallas. So and like you already have employees that come and set up and it's mostly for the most part automated. And luckily this was a night where you were having a, a live band performing instead of Elsa. Yeah. I mean, she knows that she can like have it running. She's more concerned about because the person who was there to you know take deliveries and things was Peter always. So that's that's more of her concern right now. But she's like, well, she'll figure it out. All right. And so what are the two of you planning on doing tonight? Any desires? We should probably try and find Otto. Yeah. Also, Yulvia reaches into her coat pocket, holds out the, le- the notes that she had written. Hide these. It contains everything I've learned the past few months here in Heidelberg. Something happens to me. Good leverage for you to have. Um, I've got a safe around here somewhere. We can put them in. Perfect. So um, Dallas will go to her little uh, uh, safe in her room that she keeps important stuff in and uh, pop it into there. It is hidden. At this point, you hear some kind of commotion coming from the the back kitchen area. She's going to run down and see what that is. Well, you go, you get close enough to the kitchen. You see, like, Maria just comes running out from the kitchen area. Like, Stella is running ahead of her. Like, she's just flipped out. Maria is, she's looking frantic. Her hair's kind of, like, in a mess. It looks like she ran a long distance to get here. And she stops, and she sees you two. And she's like, some shit is going on. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Some stuff is going on in Heidelberg right now. And um, um, it's bad. It's real bad. Okay, okay, okay. Calm down. Calm down. What's going on? Um, There's attacks going on. There's um, so so, let let, let me start over. Let's start over from the beginning. So I was in Elysium tonight. And 
turns out that uh, there is something, someone or, or individuals or, or something is going on a rampage on the outskirts of town. Um, demolishing stuff, things that kind of got the Tremere all really upset and worried, but not nearly as worried as they were when Maximilian came in and told everyone what happened at Heidi's. The fuck? Shite. I ran all the way over here because Leon is on his way. Shit. On his way for me or on his way for Dallas? I don't know, but he... He made his he made some excuses and he left and I just know that he's coming here. I don't know to what purpose. It, it, it can't be good. Um, I just needed to get here and tell you guys this before anyone sees me here because, well, we are enemy number one. Guilt by association. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. We understand. Yeah, so I just wanted to give you a heads up, and um, I don't think I can be seen here for a while. And and Maria looks over at you, Ilva, and says, "I'm, I, I'm, I'm sorry." And, and she just vanishes. Think Ilva like tries to grab her before she can go. Uh, you reach out, you reach out, and grab nothing but air. I, <sighs> Shiza, maybe selling the club isn't a bad idea. Da. Uh, it is more likely I am more uh, the one they want. I, uh, I was the one who shot the sheriff. I'm the one who still has his bayonet. And she kind of like pats her thigh. And you realize like there's a thin pocket that's been sewed into her uh, pants that she's wearing. Smart to carry that with you. I, uh, it's always good to have weapon on you. I think perhaps if Leon comes, let him in. I shall stay hidden and out of sight. And we'll have Stella hide. And if needed, I can get him from behind. Okay. I'd rather not hurt Liam if we Leon if we can avoid it, but we'll see what we can do. And we will see. And she obfuscates. Ten. Twenty. Or some odd minutes later. There's a knock at the front door. Dallas is like pacing at this point. Yeah, at this point, uh, employees have started showing up because the club is going to open in an hour. So there's some knocking at the door, and the person that you hired to, you know, be the the door check person, just yells through the door that, you know, we're closed. We open in an hour. Come back then. Is there any response? Yeah, uh, you hear Leon's voice from the other side of the door says, "I need to speak to Elsa now." And the guy. The, the guy opens up the door to tell Leon, he goes, look, I said that we're, and then Leon just, yeah, Leon just interrupts and says, you're going to move out of my way and not say anything. And the guy just, he locks up and he takes a few steps backwards and goes walking off as Leon steps in. Leon's dressed real nice. He's got like a nice dark silvery vest and a coat and nice slacks. His hair's, you know, kind of slick back and everything. And he is looking around and he sees you, Dallas. And he stops and he says, I need to talk to Elsa. I wish you were here so you could. Where is she? She left. She gave me the club and she left Heidelberg. I don't know where she went. She left Heidelberg? Yeah. 
like he looked like he was all prepared to like jump into action or do something but when you say that it just kind of looks like like the air just leaves him and he kind of sags a little bit on his feet i'm sorry i i know that you guys were getting close i'm i'm very sorry i i don't know where she went well that that's something that i'm gonna have to deal with later but he looks over at you dallas says dallas what have you done he was going to kill somebody I care about, and I couldn't. I couldn't let that happen. And and Yulva's actions. Can you answer for those? I can't answer for Yulva. No, Yulva speaks for herself. And where is where is she? I have not seen her. But then again, when do we see Yulva? Except for when she wants to be seen. Leon is going to see if you're lying so i and I'm, you totally are so i need you to give me yeah no i'm totally lying yeah i need you to give me a manipulation and subterfuge role oh i might be okay at that ironically i am okay at that uh three successes okay you made it by one and so leon Ooh. yeah so leon believes you and he says dallas do you have any idea what the two of you have done? Yulva... The prince may call a blood hunt on Yulva. And I know you know what that means. I do. Max survived, adding more fuel to the fire. But I was hoping that I could talk to Elsa so maybe there was a misunderstanding or, or something is going on or, or Yulva acted alone I don't know but Dallas there's there's still a chance for you we'll talk about that later but the other thing I really need oh god did Elsa take her stuff with her um as far as I know um there's a whole bunch of furniture that's gone. I assume everything. She packed a bag last night, and so Leon is going to run upstairs. You can check. Yeah, he he just you can you don't even get that out before he's already up the stairs, and he goes into her room, and it just he starts searching around. The second he's up the stairs, uh, Dallas is looking over to where um, she last saw Yilva, and is just kind of mouthed. Sorry, like, I'm not trying to throw you under the bus. I'm just trying to, like, do whatever I can. Whispering doesn't break off you, Skate, does it? No, a very low whisper does not. So you could literally be, like, close to her shoulder and, and whisper to her. You'll go over to her shoulder and whisper, it's fine. And then head up the stairs after Leon to see what he's looking for. You go up the stairs and it looks like... The majority of the stuff has been out of Elsa's room. Leon is kind of like there's some loose boxes and stuff left around and he's looking through them. He's throwing stuff out. He looks like he's almost frantic the longer he's searching. And he he keeps muttering under his breath. It's like, oh, God, don't tell me she took it. Don't tell me she took it with her. And he goes into one of the other rooms and he's looking around. He doesn't go into Dallas's room yet, but he's, he looks like he's searching for something that's very, very important. Are you doing anything or are you just observing? Um, she's going to passively look around the room just to see if there's anything that 
he might have missed, but she's going to mostly be keeping her eye on him and seeing if he lets it slip what she's talking what he's talking about. No, not while he's he's looking through the rooms, but av- after a while of searching, he's going to go head back downstairs to where Dallas is. Dallas, are you staying around there or are you doing anything else in particular? She's staying around, but she is directing employees as need be at this point because they're getting close to club opening time, but she is staying available for him. Um, she's staying alert and on her toes because she does genuinely like Leon and she, she's always respected him and therefore feels like she owes him at least some sort of, uh, shoulder an explanation here so while you're doing that you know, leon comes downstairs and he he gently touches your elbow and kind of asks for a moment to the side and he's trying to be very discreet about it but you can tell he's a little worried a little bit and uh, as he pulls you over to the side he says dallas did did elsa leave anything with you did she give you anything like a like a necklace something made out of silver she didn't i didn't even know that she'd gone until i found stuff behind the bar saying that she'd left the club to me and you have not seen anything that matches that description here a silvery necklace um it's a silver pentacle on a leather strap I haven't, but I will keep an eye out for it. And I will let you know if I find one. No, at that point, just the look on Leon's face. At this point, any pretense of stoic facade or whatever has melted away as Leon just looks panic-stricken at this point. What is it? Like, it's something very important that I should have never, ever have given to her. Um, Dallas... Heidelberg is under attack right now. Uh, um, Spirits? I mean, more like whites and stuff? What's going on? No. Um, The reports that we're getting are that it looks like lupine activity on the outside of the city. Dallas, they are destroying the wards. If they continue on this path, the flood of devastation and spiritual activity that will swamp this city will be unimaginable. We have to stop them. And that necklace would have helped somewhat. Well, if I, I will keep an eye out. I'm, I am I know we open soon, but I can keep an eye out for it. If they're going after the wards, your club could be in danger. I don't know how they found out about it or how they discovered the wards, but this is bad. This is very bad. If they succeed, this could be the end of us, the whole city, the kindred, the mortals, all of us. Well, my sire said that we should stay away from Lupons. That is not a lie. He absolutely did say that. <laughs> right, as well. At this point, Leon is, looks like he's trying to think on his feet. Okay, okay. I'm going to have to... I have to take care of some things. If anything weird starts happening here, any any spiritual activity, if, if you're not safe here, you have to get the mortals out and you have to get to safety. At this point, you could... I mean, I, I guess you could... If, if, 
If you're willing to repent, you could come to Elysium for safety. But just you. You know, Ilva... We'll have to deal with Ilva. I'll consider it if you tell me something. What? What were they going to do to Jaeger? They who? Whoever Max was taking him for. The prince, I don't know. What what was going to happen to Jaeger? Dallas, I want you to give me... I want you to give me a composure and awareness roll. Four successes. Uh, so you ask Leon that question, and, and Leon, he he start, he blinks a bit, and he says, like, Dallas, I, 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 I can assure you I, I have no idea what you are talking about. And Dallas, you know he is lying. When did we stop being honest with one another, Leon? Dallas, I really do not have time to discuss this right now. Okay, maybe some other time. But right now, I have to make sure that whatever is left of the protection in this city stays up. I can respect that. Once the initial danger is over, maybe we can discuss what I'm at liberty to discuss. And Leon rushes out the front door. Dallas just watches him go. Kind of mentally checks off the box of not willing to play ball. Okay. Mentally kind of rolls her shoulders back and goes about preparing for her for her work. She's feeling a little bit confident in that she doesn't think that the lupines will attack the club or do anything because of what she'd already kind of arranged. So you're busying yourself making sure that the club is running and functioning. Uh, Ilva, you're obfuscated. Are you staying down here? As the mortals start pouring into the club, or are you doing anything in particular? Um, she's gonna go back up to Elsa's room and just see if she can't find that necklace, because now her interest is peaked. Like there's something about it. You look around up there and you're gonna be busy for a little bit. Let's see. Dallas, as you are making sure that things are running smoothly, for the most part they are. Uh, as you're directing certain things and making sure that the bar is fully stocked, you see sitting at the bar is a very familiar person who's dressed very nice. And this looks like Loki's lament. And he sees you and he gives you a smile and a big wave and he raises his glass of scotch to you. She just gives him a wink and then we'll work her way over there. Okay. So you go over there. And he's, you know, he asked for another and he says over to you because, you know, the bar is starting to get a lot louder here. So we kind of have some sort of cover of confidentiality here. And he says that intel was very good. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Although all at once, apparently is making them a little bit jumpy. So we'll have to be a little cautious there. Bloody Roar does get a bit overzealous at times. I trust me. Trust me, it is a huge pain in the ass. Um, I did hear from one of the other of my type that there is some concern of spiritual backlash. So just um, be careful. I would hate to see anything happen to you guys if there is some sort of uh, spirit onslaught. Um, I don't know what it could be. While inspecting the contents of his glass... He just says to you, of course, there's going to be some sort of backlash when you screw with the spiritual landscape of a city. 
horrible consequences are going to happen. Nature does equalize itself, and part of that is a disaster. Think about how hurricanes work. And secondly, spirits don't really bother us. I was more concerned with the mortal population. I figured you guys would be fine. Believe it or not, I do care about them. Disasters happen. Humans die. That's how nature works. So we're going to do what we have to do. And whatever kind of fallout there is, hopefully, I don't know, somebody else can mitigate it because there's no way I'm putting my pack on a leash right now. They're having way too much fun. I understand that. I wasn't asking you to. I was just relaying the intel that I have. So I did have a question that uh, Soothes the Spirits did want me to ask you. Sure. Can you tell us who is responsible for these wards? There is a variety of people. The main person responsible would be the head of the city of, of us, uh, the prince. Without princes say so, nothing would happen. That's very interesting information. Would you be willing to let us know how we could find this prince? I can tell you where I normally know that they are. It is very heavily guarded. You'd have to be very careful. Normally, the prince and her cronies, uh, the folks that are the people who can put the words up, um, hang out at the Church of the Holy Spirit. Interesting. I imagine that there are some very... I believe I left it. I put it on the list. Um, but I imagine that there are some very heavy-duty wards there. Uh, warded for more than just spirits. So please be careful. I would hate to have anything happen to you guys. Well, we have a location, and we can figure out the ins and outs of that later. All right. Well, Dallas, you've been... You've been a straight shooter, so thank you. Uh, and if you don't mind, I'm going to finish this up, do a little dancing, and report back. No problem. Your tab's on me. Oh, that's even better. The bartender, two more. Whatever he wants on the house. Just be careful. Be safe. I, I try to shoot straight when I can. I don't like obfuscating truth unless it's absolutely necessary. All right. So the part, the club is jumping. Dallas is running things. Yulva is hiding. Uh, you are searching through the rooms. You really don't find anything of interest at all. Nothing out of the ordinary. Nothing like what Leon had described. So nothing turns up. Um, after searching for everything, she can't find it. She's going to pull out the journal that she keeps on her with the pen and just start writing a letter to Maria and just saying that she loves her and that she's sorry it came to this and that for the first time in 30 years, she actually felt alive again with her and you know, she remembered what it was like to love again. So she thanks her for that. And yeah, she's just kind of rambling and pouring her heart out in this because she realizes she might not make it if there's a blood hunt called. Dallas has thought with telling Loki's lament about the Church of the Holy Spirit is 
No prince, no blood hunt, right? I mean, that's got to be the way it works. Did Yilva tell Dallas where Max lives? Oh, she wrote everything down for Dallas, so she has his address and everything. Yeah, she's going to flag down Loki's lament if she gets a chance. Yeah, he's not hard to get his attention. I was wondering if you might be interested in a little extra information. Yeah, what's the nature of this extra information? The prince has a watchdog. I have his address. This person is known for torturing mortals and stuff and being generally creepy and uh, downright disgusting. May also have rewards at his house. I have not confirmed and verified that, but it might be worth looking into if you're interested. I do know that there are mortals inside that he claims are family. I'm not sure if he's holding them there against their, their will or not. It sounds a little fucked up, honestly. Uh, I guess give me the address and that'll be another thing I look into. So she will write the address down and slip it to him. Um, again, I can't confirm that there are words there, but I imagine that the prince holds him in pretty high regard, so I'd be surprised if there wasn't some sort of warning there. He nods, takes the address, finishes the drink in his hand, gives you a little like salute, and he walks out of the club. <laughs> Leaving the glass on the bar as he walks past it. That should keep Max busy, hopefully. And Dallas is going to go. Just keep trying to keep an eye on things while she, she, the wheels are turning. Wishes she could talk to Jaeger, but she can't. Right. So my question for Yulva is, when you're done with this letter, what are you going to do with it? Yulva has a fox. She sends it with Stella. So she tells Stella, go find Maria. It's a fox machine. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. We'll send them a fox. Righto. But yeah, so she'll tie the letter to Stella's collar and tell her, okay, so go find Maria, da, and make sure that she gets this. Well, Stella knows what Maria smells like, so she's going to try to hunt down Maria, and you let her go. I'm assuming, like, out in private, like, out a window and not just let her run through the front door. Oh, yeah, she's not going to risk Dallas's club for, you know, having an animal in it. I mean, they let Dallas in it. I was going to say, I mean, look at Yolva. <laughs> yeah, they got a problem with birds. Okay. And let's see, Dallas, you are still out there. Doing what she needs to do. Yeah. Just think about what you need to do. Give me a, let's see, composure and awareness roll. One success. <clears throat> you see some of the patrons... They have like skin that's paler than usual, and you don't recognize them, but they're most definitely kindred. And they're not feeding or not breaking any rules or anything. They're just there. Looks like to soak up some of the nightlife. You don't see that woman that you saw last night here. She's going to try and chat with some of them and kind of get an idea of what's going on. Okay, so... As you approach that, well, actually, let's let's see how good Dallas's social skills are. So what are you trying to do? Are you just trying to ingratiate yourself to them, trying to intimidate them? What? 
Um, she's um, she's not trying to intimidate. She's just trying to get to know and ingratiate a little bit. Okay, so give me a charisma and etiquette roll. Oh, this is gonna go real well. Jason Caro, we summon you tonight. I have one success. You could also give me a rouse check to increase your dice pool, or you can and or you can spend willpower to re-roll three non-hunger dice. Um well I only have a dice pool of one for this, so I will spend uh I'm gonna go ahead and do a rouse check to see if I can get some extra dice. All right, give me that rouse check first. I do get hungrier. So my hunger goes up to three. Do I get zero extra dice then? No, you still get an extra die. You just get hungrier when you call on the beast to make you more charismatic. That is an eight. So I uh, so two successes total, a nine and an eight. Excellent. Excellent. Okay, so you do... You, you chat up two of them. You get information from two uh, of the patrons here. Uh, one of them, he calls himself uh, Benny. Uh, he speaks with an Italian accent, which is kind of like a, a speaking German with an Italian accent is definitely something interesting. Uh, he's a Malkavian, and he's new in town, talking about how like there's been a big influx of migration since the Berlin Wall fell obviously and he's just trying to find where he needs to go and the other one that you talk to is Sam he's a Toreador also you know just wandering and all that he likes to soak in some of the music he's he's heard a lot about the the goth subculture and is kind of interested in kind of what the whole music scene with that is and from what you can tell he's not all that really impressed with it and so these are the two uh, male kindred that you encounter tonight so Dallas is going to make a point of saying that um, kindred are absolutely welcome in the club anytime Um she prefers people not feeding in the club without permission um, since it's her establishment. But if they would like to tell their friends that kindred are welcome here, um, they will never be, you know, brought before a prince and made to kowtow or anything like that. But it's a safe place where kindred can come and do business with other, other kindred as long as it is, it is nonviolent. Um, they're more than welcome. And she'll mention to Sam that the, the music might be changing a little bit. All right. Well, and so you're having these conversations like separately with them, like as the night goes on. And Benny is, he's agreeable to that. As agreeable as you think a Malkavian can be with things. Sam does ask you where he needs to go to present himself to the prince. She will tell him where um, Elysium is usually held. Um, and then she will also say that uh, her haven is um, uh, neutral ground. And Anarch and Camarilla can be here as long as they agree to no violence between them. So he thanks you for the information. And, you know, you two have a kind of a decent conversation. And he just kind of 
when you explain like no feeding and this is your territory, he's very respectful of that. And so he follows your rules and just enjoys himself. Benny, uh, he does he does say things like, um, you know, he says says things like, "So sheep, do, do you know where who's been giving out the call? I think she's she's been calling us and." I'm trying to to see what she wants because she's very insistent and she won't stop. I'm sorry, you probably have no idea who I'm talking about. Um, ironically, I might, but I'm not sure. Uh, I would, if you can, I would try and get in touch with a, a fellow Malkavian named Maria. She might be the one giving the call. She wears a um, very pretty beret and has very curly hair. Um, you might be able to find her uh, around the Hotel Zumritter. Okay. I, I, I guess that... I wouldn't know who it is, but whoever it is is, it's it's a it's loud. It's so loud, it's hurting. <laughs> I mean, it's been going on for months. And he pulls out, um, yeah, he he pulls out a notepad, and there's nothing on the page or anything like that. It's like you see that just over and over and over again. It's driving me crazy. And he starts muttering to himself, and he walks out of the club. Dallas just kind of shakes her head a little sadly with wishing she could do more to help. But this idea of kind of having a a neutral ground between Anarch and Camarilla is kind of like beginning to circle in her head like, I wonder if that could work. Now, ideally, I mean, in an idealistic society, it might be able to work. I, Dallas doesn't expect that it'll work, but maybe she could have a place that's neutral ground. It'd be nice to think that anyway. It is definitely an idea. Okay. And so let's see. Yulva has foxed something to Maria. Uh, Dallas is doing things. I'm assuming that Dallas is kind of stuck here for the night. Yeah, with with Elsa being gone and Elsa usually being the face of the club, Dallas feels like she needs to be seen tonight especially um with Elsa just up and leaving um even though she's Elsa wouldn't perform she usually was you know around a lot so because she was a scene queen so Dallas is kind of beginning to like enumerate on this whole idea of like a sanctuary and and stuff for for folks who need it okay and is also starting to consider like, well, what about lupines? Do lupines ever need like a sanctuary safe place? And is starting to kind of toy with that idea in her head. All right. And uh, Ilva, I'm, are you going to be staying here for the majority of the night for safety reasons? Um, she would stay there a majority of the night for safety reasons. And what we could do is we could speed things up a little bit to when it's closing time for the club. So it's about maybe another hour and a half or so until sunrise and the two of you can kind of regroup and discuss things with each other as the mortals are getting out of there and you two have more of a private moment. That sounds like a good plan. If there's nothing Agreed. that's going to be like interrupting that. No, nothing Nothing else is going to bust through your front doors tonight. Tonight. Yeah, tonight. So... 
You might not want to be seen with me. I didn't say that. I am just letting you know for your health. It is sounding like Maximilian and Prince want to deal with me with Blood Hunt. Oh, you're my friend, and I'm not sure how we would make that work because I don't. I'm not the social person that Elsa was. I don't know that I can play the prodigal son. But I do wonder if there is something we can do. I've been thinking a lot tonight. We have the club. Da. I wonder if there's a way to turn it into like a sanctuary for any of the paranormal folk. Mortal, lupine, kindred, whatever. No violence. It's a place to come. You can do your business safely. And then you go about your day. No feeding grounds, just a place where people can let loose. Be the monster that they are, as long as they obey the rules, no problems. In theory, it sounds nice. I I would agree. In practice, it might be a little more difficult. There's that. You would need the... Uh strong people to make sure no one gets out of hand. Yep. But I kind of like the idea. We've got the basement. It could be a cool-off room. Put up a couple of, uh... What is it they use in movies to hit? Meat slabs. Let them punch it out. Yeah. The Rocky movies were made at this time, right? So that would the meat slab thing would work, right? Sure. Why yeah. not? I was Fennec was born in the nineties, y'all. I don't I don't know anything before then. <laughs> I'm dead. That's the sound of my ancient body hitting the floor. Um, but I like idea. It would be good to have place for neutrality reasons. Information gathering point. Think about all the intel we could get, too. Oh, now you're just trying to seduce me. Is it working? Considering I find myself without a girlfriend, yes, it is. Dallas just laughs. I'm sorry. I know. I'm, I hope it can be fixed. I hope it can be fixed, too. I think... The only way it might be fixed is if I let Maximilian know that I know his secret and that he needs to talk to the prince to call this off. Or I tell prince he's breaching masquerade. Oh, there's that. You know, if we could get Maximilian on the whole this is neutral ground shit, that might be a start. Having Sheriff agreed that this place is neutral? Duh, no one wants to go against him. I also told the Lupines where he lives. No. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, he is in for a rough night. I did warn them that there were mortals in the house, so. But I would love to see his face when they bust in. Didn't 
Elsa also have other ghoul? Do you know if she was taken with? Anna? Da. I have no idea. Could be someone who watches door for and during the day for you. Maybe, but I I don't know. I mean, she's already a ghoul, but she also doesn't know that she's a ghoul. That could be an interesting conversation. But I guess if someone is already a ghoul, then it's not necessarily as bad. I don't know. You would just need to maintain giving her blood every once in a while. It is not that difficult. Hmm. So sounds like everyone has some things that they need to think about. Yep. All right. And so as the night comes to an end, uh, Yulva, are you going to be staying here at the club or going back to your haven tonight? Yulva would go back to her haven. Be careful. I will stay obfuscated. Hopefully that uh, keeps me safe. And so Ilva leaves and Dallas, you're going to start getting ready because the sun's going to come up and you're going to have to sleep. Uh, Ilva, real quick, you make it to your haven without a problem, unmolested. You do get to where your little alcove is. And on the door, a note is taped to the wall that says, we need to talk ASAP. And it's signed Sophia. It has a phone number. Uh, she would grab it and go out to the payphone that's near the sewer entrance and dial it. And so you have about a good 20 minutes until you need to be indoors. And you, you call the number and it rings a couple of times and then it picks up and you hear it's Sophia's voice. <laughs> Hello? Hello. I, would you like to meet on neutral ground? Yilva? Da. Good lord, you're cutting it close, aren't you? You did say ASAP. Yeah, no, I got... There's, there's some really important stuff that we need to talk about. Um, I need to, I need to come over to your place. I have something for you. How about we meet at uh, the club? It is neutral ground. That way you are not getting in trouble with anyone, and my haven stays a little uh, safer. Um, okay. Oh, is this about that, that shit that happened at Heidi's? Uh, I'm trying to be cautious. I'd rather you not, you know, get hurt if certain things come to pass. Eh, I'm not really all that worried about it, but no, I got, no, I mean, I guess I could meet you at the club, what, tomorrow? Tomorrow is good. Yeah, I'm not going anywhere. I'm still, I'm dragging right now. Good lord, how are you still talking? Very oh, reluctantly. All right. Okay. So, as soon as I wake up, I'm going to the club. Okay. All right. They will meet you there. Oh wait. Quick question. Gotta know. Does your does your haven have a phone line? I have access to one, but I do not have a phone line in my haven. No. All right. Well, we'll just we'll have to figure out a way to work with that. Okay. I'll see you tomorrow. Dos vidanya. Okay. And I'm assuming you're going to haul ass back to your haven before the sun rises. Oh, hell yeah. 
Okay. And so everybody goes down for the day. And we will pick it up next time. Woo! Possible blood hunt, you guys! <laughs> the Infane Podcast is a proud member of the Nerdsmith Network. Visit nerdsmith.org for all of your nerdy entertainment needs.